Gentlemen, lobsters of the flat earth. Lobsters. All one together under the umbrella of reality. How the fuck are you doing? Really just easing into the show today. Oh, a lovely, lovely bit of zero tea. God bless you, zero tea. You're just what I need on a cold, grey November Monday. Mmm, that's called tears. There'll be no tears from me today. (laughs) Unless someone comes and kicks me in the balls. Fine, I'll cry to that. There's no shame in that. No shame to whimpering and crying. Like a baby, if someone sticks a hobnail boot between your legs with a bit of force behind it. But that aside, welcome to Coffee and Memes. Welcome to Threshold.fm. Welcome all those listening on YouTube, all those around the world, all those decent, honest, God-fearing folk in the chat just out for a better way of life. It is the 19th of November, 2018, the year of the pinger. International Men's Day, talk more about that later, International Sort Your Act Out Day, International Get Your Shit Together Day, International Do Something Good For Someone Else Day, International Help A Brother Out Day, International uh, International Lobster Crew, they're up inside, I can see them, Mr. Merck, Natas, Michael, Tom, Moto Dents, Squidgy Beats, Stin, and plenty more. I've got some scrolling to do. Oh, I've got some lovely, lovely bits locked in the chamber for today. Oh, new break off his album. Uh, some Icicle. Kid Drama. Mm, imagine that. Uh, Camo and Crooked remix of Mephius. Lodestar remix of Mephius. Uh, bit of classic noisier. Oh, some Rido. Some Invade Hurts. Yep. And some just wild stuff going on in the world today. 
More time travellers. He's been to the year 3,700. Not much has changed, apart from the subaquatic living. Camels going to Liddles. Drive, sex in driverless cars. Mel, v, Mel B's on the gear. Man, there's some crazy fucking, there's some crazy fucking action going on in the world today. But what keeps us going? What keeps us going in this crazy, topsy-turny reality? I know a couple of things. A couple of little things called coffee and memes. Steady job and a couple extra potatoes. That's all I want. If you're getting on, you're pushing 30, Sluggy. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Well, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy. And that's funny and it's, it's, it's kind of cool and it's interesting and it's edgy and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you. And if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Coffee and Memes on this fine grey winter. Well, it's not even fucking winter yet, is it? It's autumn. It's like some sort of winter appropriation. In in is it when's winter start? Right, fucking get into this already. When does winter start? I should know this. I should know this. I've spent thirty four years on this planet. Fucking Friday the twenty first. What? Eh? No. Wait, yeah, twenty first of December. I don't know. I seem a bit late, doesn't it? It's fucking like three below fuck all by that time isn't it it's too cold it's too cold it's too wintry already there's another month another month of this shit and it's before it's even winter i'm triggered i'm already triggered that's it's happened already oh god only five minutes into the show on a monday and already he's he's gone get your act together sorry okay i'll do my best okay look let's just let's play some good bits this is jungle desire by break this is a really good record off the Another Day album. It's out now. For us. 
let me know where you're listening today, Lobster Crew. I want to know. Tight the Phuket crew, Ireland crew. Simon Cross is listening on his computer. Oh, Jesus at Schiphol East. Stin in Aberdeen. Mr. Merck's in his living room. Real Akeem's in Germany. Oh, Vlad, Romania, Lobster crew. Oh, they're all there. Texas. Oh, London. Oh, what a fine bunch of humans. What a fine bunch of realised, actualised individuals right should we get into some of this bloody madness then because that's what we're here for here we go woman who identified as vampire stabbed boyfriend because he was a werewolf oh dear it started it started the vampires versus werewolves is here it's real it's happening this is patient zero and uh, oh my god a woman who thought she was a vampire from a tv show stabbed her new boyfriend to try and fulfill her mission to slay werewolves uh, this is problematic. Uh, <laughs> Akaterina, uh, 22, believed uh, she was Eleanor Gilbert, the main character in fantasy drama The Vampire Diaries, she told police. Oh, dear. A psychological assessment carried out on her before trial reportedly reportedly found her to be sane. Well, then maybe she is the girl out of Vampire Diaries. Has anyone considered that as an option? Um... Uh, her and her unnamed lover slept together for the first time after meeting on social media, the court was told. In the morning, she suddenly changed, telling him that she was a vampire, and like Eleanor Gilbert, played by the Canadian actress Nina Dobrev, had to slay werewolves. Uh, he said, uh, weird flex, but okay. Uh, he said he didn't believe in the supernatural, and that's just to go home. <laughs> oh dear. See, it's problem with one-night stands, isn't it? You know, they... they, they you know, you go to bed, it's all happy and nice and frolicking and you're having, you know, protected, penetrative, consensual sex between two adults. Wake up in the morning, she thinks he's a vampire, kills you. Typical. Uh, he said he didn't believe in the supernatural. I just to go home. I think it's about time you went home, love. I'll call you an Uber. Uh, the court heard. She grabbed a knife in the kitchen and suddenly attacked him uh, when he was getting out of the bath. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not ideal, is it? That's the last time you want to be... That is the worst time to be attacked as well when you're naked. That's always a sort of fear, isn't it? That's why people put their clothes on in a particular order. Like, it's always pants... Like, you would never put your T-shirt on before your pants, would you? Because, you know, if, as long as you've got your pants on, you're sort of okay. Like, you could have a fight with someone in your pants. It's not ideal. You'd prefer to have some shorts or trousers on as well. Bare-chested, fine. That's probably, that's the ideal way, really. But T-shirt on and no pants, no one needs to be fighting like that. They're like some sort of deranged Winnie the Pooh looking motherfucker, just with your meat, just slamming away, but your tits covered. Oh, no, that would be a disaster. I couldn't think of anything worse than having to have a tear up like that. Oh, it'd be awful. Uh, she managed to get hold of, the, he managed to get hold of the knife, but she grabbed another one and stabbed him in the chest. Fuck. 
Oh, man, that's no good. He staggered out of his flat and banged on neighbours' doors, pleading for help. They called an ambulance and the police. man was gravely wounded, but survived the attack. Oh, good news. Um, uh, pressure, uh, sorry, prosecutor Felix, prosecutor Felix uh, said that she was sentenced to two and a half years in prison after being founded, found guilty of inflicting grievous bodily harm. She was ordered to pay uh, best part four grand in moral damages to her stabbed lover. Oh, getting people to pay for moral damages. That sounds like fun. Um, oh, yeah, people want to drink the red liquid from newly opened 4,000-year-old sarcophagus. <laughs> That's a story for another time. Let's get... Uh, let's. What, what have we got here? Let's play this icicle bit. This is nice. This is called Remember Me. It's on Outlook Recordings. Hello. Bristol crew in the chat. Poland crew. We'll see some French crew on threshold. Italian crew. German crew. Canadian crew.
a nice little number. This is Remember Me by Icicle. make quite powerful love to your partner to this. Mm, powerful rhythmic love. It's all anyone wants, isn't it? Mm, very nice, very nice. On Outlook Recordings, it's Icicle. It's called Remember Me. Hello, good tune, well done. Lobsters. Uh, people want to drink the red liquid from newly opened 4,000-year-old sarcophagus, and fucking why shouldn't they be allowed to? Eh? This is slightly old news, actually. This is from uh, J- July, but like we say, never let the, um, the ageing date of a news story get in the way of a bit of banter. This is uh, written by so- someone called Metro Reporter, and then it's just got a sort of silhouette as the picture, so this implies to me that it was written by a Metro Reporter who has probably since been sacked or in, in some way embroiled in a scandal. Possibly they're a male feminist and they got t- caught touching someone up. These things happen. When a massive ancient black granite sarcophagus was unearthed by archaeologists in Egypt three weeks ago, fear circulated that it could contain a horrifying curse. Yeah, I get, okay, I guess. Uh, many said we should just leave it where it was found. It does sound like the beginning of a horror movie. Uh, we should leave it where it was found, untouched, and never unleash its terrifying torment. But did we listen? No! Lobsters. Um, the warning fell on deaf ears, and experts prized open the 2,000-year-old uh, eldritch box to reveal its full horror. I thought it was 4,000 year years old. <laughs> Fake news. Inside lay three skeletons and a red-brown sewage water, which apparently gave off an unbearable stench. I can't even begin to imagine what that must have smelt like. Oh, and if you haven't already seen pictures of this, it is grim. Let's get this up on the uh, on the screen. Um, God, it just looks like the most disgusting thing you've, you could imagine, really. Yeah, it's like a big cauldron full of skele- skeletons with some sort of uh, brown brown sludge in it like it's like I mean you know it looks a little bit like uh, it looks a little bit like if you accidentally look into the portaloos at like day 3 in boomtown like just there's a few there's a few ravers in there that have just perished <laughs> their bodies have started to decay um and you you're going in there you're just like oh, you're just trying to get it together and Oh, and then a sort of light sort of passes in and you accidentally catch a glimpse of what's actually down in there. And you're like, oh, my God. And then the pinger that you're about to take just drops into it, just next to one of the skulls or something right into the brown side. But it's your last pinger, isn't it? Oh, and so you're like, all right, I'm going to reach in. I'm going to reach in and get it. it. It'll be okay. The The power of the pinger will counteract any of the germs attached to it. Because everyone knows that if you're sick and you take a pinger, an hour later, you ain't sick anymore. Uh, so yeah, there's your there's your sarcophagus full of red liquid. Looks pretty fucking gross. Um, the warning fell on deaf ears, and experts prized open the two thousand year old Eldritch box to reveal its full horror. Inside lay three skeletons and a red brown sewage water, which apparently gave off an unbearable stench. Oh, smelt like unwashed peen. 
Um, but not content to leave it uh, leave it at that. One guy now actually wants to drink the skeleton juice. Uh, <laughs> Innis McKendrick, a video game producer from Guildford, sorry, has launched a petition to let us slurp the decomposed content. <laughs> this is a great... I wonder how well this did. Uh, let, it's on change.org. And it's entitled, Let People Drink the Red Liquid from the Dark Sarcophagus. <laughs> Addressed to the King of Skeletons, Egypt. <laughs> We're guessing are our new overlords. Uh, we need to drink the red liquid from the cursed dark sarcophagus in the form of some sort of carbonated energy drink so we can assume its power and finally die. Um, he's not alone in thinking with 87 people have signed up to support it since it was launched eight hours ago. He's doing well. And this posted the petition to his 21,000 Twitter followers earlier today, and it has so far received more than 2,000 retweets and 6,000 likes. So how come he's only got 87 people signed up for it with all these retweets and these likes? It's proof these likes mean nothing! These, these likes are supposed to feed the, feed the poor, feed the needy. Uh, they're supposed to help the victims of terrorism. They're supposed, to, uh, they're supposed to win elections. But what do these likes actually do? Fuck all! Get your act together. Anyway, one user asked questions uh, that was one user asked the question that was on all of our lips. Uh, why? He said he doesn't want it to go to waste. See, this is good. It's sustainability, isn't it? Like you, you know, waste management. There's too much waste. Uh, it's too much waste of food, and you know, sustainability is an issue. So we should drink the the red water from the from the cursed, arso- uh, cursed sarcophagus esophagus. Oh, I don't know. Speaking to the metro, he explained the discover how be the discovery of black sarcophagus in Alexandria sparked interest all over the world, and that and amongst friends was immediately picked up as a symbol of hope. People were given an opportunity that they've often been denied in recent times. A brighter picture, more optimistic future than that, of which the earth is blighted, torn apart, consumed piece by piece at the hands of the furious immortal Egyptian gods. The potential to unleash this curse upon ourselves by opening the sarcophagus opened a degree of control over our lives, which in the current political and financial climate we've been so often denied. <laughs> I can't keep it up. Many felt let down when the dark and extremely cursed sarcophagus was pried open to reveal only skeletons drenched in raw sewage, which is weird because skeletons aren't in, are inherently pretty awesome. However, uh, I stand true to the hope that we were promised and deeply believe that by consuming the skeleton juice in the form of carbonated high-energy caffeine energy drink, <laughs> that we can still have the opportunity to enter into an era of un- unending darkness and despair. Uh, I'm so glad to see others backing the petition and sharing in my mission to rapidly bring <laughs> rapidly bring about the end of all things. Uh, would you drink the skeleton juice? Uh, Metro asks. Says your options are no. I'd rather be cursed. Hell yes. We need to bow to our new rulers. I think that's probably the best option. Uh, uh, only 38% say hell yes. That's a shame. I thought more from Metro readers, seeing as they like to ingest this sort of tepid liquid shite that the metro pump out every single day thanks metro reporter of the metro you complete prick right it's kid drama it's good dredger it's nice i'm keen i'm a fan let's do this dlr and ulterior motives as well it's probably worth noting
Pine Pine in the chat. I like your thinking. Let's monetize the cursed liquid. Yes, yes. It's Kid Drama, it's DLR, it's Ulterior Motive. Mm, very nice. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. Britain's first upside-down house opens its upside-down doors. Go fuck yourself, Britain's first upside-down house. That's what I think about it. I'll tell you why. Are you fed up with the reliable monotony of normal houses? Nope. Uh, Do you ever have the urge to glue all your possessions and furniture to the ceiling just to inject some excitement in your life? Not once. If so, no. Uh, If so, and you don't mind a bit of nausea, uh, we have some good good news for you. You can now visit the UK's first upside-down house. The upside-down... I hate to labour the point, but the upside-down house can go fuck itself. This bizarre attraction has opened its upside-down doors in the uh, to the public in Bournemouth, Dorset, for an entry fee of four quid. Four fucking quid to go into this stupid upside-down house. What a waste of money and time. <laughs> you can get inside and take some weird upside-down photos to make yourself look like an absolute raging prick on Instagram. <laughs> the two- Oh, Jesus. Oh, look at them. Oh, now they're, they're taking the pictures and then they're turning the pictures upside down. So, oh, unbearable. This is probably perfect for people that ride electric micro scooters and vape. It's just the sort of basic bitch shit that they post on Instagram. Basic bitches and basic bros are encouraged to pay four quid for this absolute romper stomper of a waste of time. Uh, the two story building, which is painted pink for good measure, features fully furnished rooms, including an office, living space, bedroom, and bathroom. Oh, God. I hope, it's, I hope it's got bloody Tide Pods on tap. Uh, it's made of timber panels that fit together like big Lego. <sighs> According to Tom Durr, CEO of Upside Down House UK. 
I, I hope I'm never drunk at a party with him because he'll, he'll get both barrels. Um, he said, I was approached by the man who is now my business partner about bringing an upside down house to Britain. He was behind the attraction in Lithuania. And after around nine months of work, we've managed to get this open in Bournemouth. What a waste of nine months. It's something very different, and people seem really excited by it, particularly absolute basics. The house will remain in the seaside town until at least June 2019. Well, I'll be there on its last day to fucking kiss it goodbye, to happily wave it goodbye, and then celebrate by doing, like, four Jager bums, half a penger, and then just start ranting at people about stuff that they don't even care about, which is just pretty much how I live my life nowadays as it is. Oh, your upside-down house. It's just, oh, forget it. <laughs> Why is this so triggering? Why am I so triggered by the Upside Down House? I hate it. It makes me sick. The people who made this are subhuman scum. <laughs> Look at it. Oh, no, because it's upside down with the thing. It looks like a face. Like, hello, come and spend four quid to take some irritating pictures inside of me. The same people who go in this thing. I mean, the same people who bloody go out of the Leaning Tower of Pisa and go like that next to it. <laughs> Oh, pathetic. Makes, <laughs> makes me... It's everything that's broken Britain right there. That is it, broken Britain. You could have been... Uh, oh, why not just... Why not make a, a, I don't know, a dog restaurant? That would have been way better. A way better use of time for something similarly pointless, but just much better fucking upside down house. Make me sick. Honestly, I've had enough. Right, come on. Come on, Crooked Remix of Sinkhole by Mephius. Mif, 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 mif. No, sorry, it's a remix of Pivot by Mephius. It's uh, sceptical on the remix of St. Cole. I do apologise. And Posse, in fact.
That is nice. Yeah, I like that. Mmm. Yes, remixed by Camo and or Crooked. Could have been both of them, could have been one of them. I don't know. I wasn't there. I really wouldn't like to speculate. It says both of their names on it, so I'm just going to have to go with that. I I imagine that they're truthful, honest young boys. I imagine they're as honest as they are handsome and well-built, which is a lot. Very. Okay, good. I'm glad we've got past that. Camels, escape from the circus and take a trip to Lidl. Fucking everyone's going a little these days, mate. Oh, yeah. Some friends of mine over the weekend um, were like, where do you do your big shop? And I was like, I don't really do a big shop. Sort of shop meal for meal, you know. They were like, oh, you got to do your big shop at Lidl. So like, well, like I said, I don't really do a big shop. You should do a big shop. Why are you forcing me to do a big shop? What is, what's, what's going on there? Like, I, it, there's no difference. Like, I eat basically steak and vegetables and very, not much else. And so, like, it doesn't make any difference whether or not I buy 20 steaks at once. Awesome. But look, I hate to have to air my dirty laundry in public, but you've driven me to this, okay? Like, it doesn't matter if I had 20 steaks at once or one steak at a time. It's the same way you don't get a bulk discount, even in Lidl's. And I, I appreciate, look, I, I, well, I'm more of an Aldi man myself. I mean, I wouldn't come to blows about it. I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't have a tear up in a boozer over it. Let's put it that way. I'm not that passionate about supermarkets. But I don't know. A couple of years, maybe it'll go that way. I don't know. Look, listen. Seven camels ran away from the circus, trumpety, trumpety, trump, and decided to take a trip to the Lidl's. Call me Little Wayne. No, hold on. Uh, the bizarre photos show the animals lurking in the moonlight outside the budget supermarket in Bergen, Germany. Confused members of the public called the police. Fucking... Why well, you gotta call the cops on these camels? They're just like, they're just hanging out at the at the Lidl. Just they're not causing anyone any jib. I can see the picture of them. They're just like, pfft, just doing camel shit. Like they're grumpy. Obviously, camels are notorious grumps. But they they're not. Oh man, this is outrageous. Like this is sort of camel racism in a way. Like oh look, there's a load of camels getting together. They're probably plotting something. Call the cops. Fucking narcs. Confused members of the public called the police narcs who were greeted by the usual unusual sight at about 11.30pm on Monday. What was that? Last week? Fucking hell. Jesus, took you all the way to Sunday to pick up this news. Harley Templin. Harley Templin in your dinner jacket of the Metro. Oh, let's have a look at my little pipe at your boat. Ah, oh, Harley Templin. They don't have... Um, Sadly, in the metro, they don't have like the little write up about them at the bottom, like they do on that Bible. Like Harley Templin has a BA in journalism, um, but is never and is thirty eight, but has never actually left home. Uh, what? What's okay? Uh, officers established that the camels were circus animals who managed to escape from their champ- camp. On approaching the camels, they fired tasers at them and then beat them into a pulp before dragging them in the back of the van and planting drugs on them. Oh, bastards! 
absolute bastards. They ma- the, they managed to get out after a worker accidentally left a gate open. <laughs> Classic. Um, he told the local, uh, "We haven't had run, ama- run <laughs> one away. We haven't had one away camels in our jurisdiction yet." Uh, an employee of the circus had not closed the gate properly, so that's how the animals were able to run away. Police uh, seemed to see the funny side as they tweeted, they were waiting for the best deals. <laughs> Lobsters. Yeah, like I say, look, I don't need to do a big shop. So please stop pressuring me about doing a big shop. Like, you even get all your tin stuff. I don't buy tin stuff, generally. Like, I don't, don't you know, I'm not a, not a beans and legumes kind of guy. It's a story for another time. Too much phytic acid, too much low-quality protein. But again, I don't want to get into it. Stop pressuring me into these conversations. Stop forcing me to use Threshold as a platform for airing this whole big shop, not big shop fiasco. Because it's turning into a fiasco, quite frankly. People come here to listen to high-quality drum and bass, low-quality banter. And you know, occasional little bits of serious chat about trying to help people sort the fucking acts out. But now I, now I feel obligated... Just just ran on about this whole big shop, little shop situation. Anyway, that's enough of it right now. I'm putting I'm putting a block on it. Okay, please don't anyone bring this up in the chat. Here's uh, Dead Limit by Noiser. It's a classic. Can't stop thinking about how annoying that upside down house is. It's properly broken Britain. This is how drinking the red liquid from the cursed sarcophagus would make you feel. This is like a dramatic representation of it.
spicy. Dead Limit by Noisia. It's a classic little slice. Oh, Noisia only upbeat. Sorry. Hey, hey, hey. Anyway, that's enough of that. Time Traveller! From year 3700, warms of terrible war between humans and robots. I call bullshit. I'm just laying that out from the start. I'm registering my cynicism now. Mike the Time Traveller says he's been involved in secret operations for the National Secure Laboratory of Canada. <laughs> laboratory? Lavatory? The Laboratory of Canada. <laughs> National Secure Laboratory of Canada. Right, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're so high. They're just so razzed up on the bloody... <laughs> on the bloody karate herb. <laughs> Hey, yeah, well, that's, let's call it the year 3,700, eh? A uh, man who claims to be a time traveller who says he's visited uh, the year 3,700 has warned of a terrible, destructive war between humans and robots. Mike, the time traveller, even brought back part of a robot that he said he killed with his bare hands as proof of his fantastical missions. They always bring back some dubious item, don't they? So um, what did the woman from Finland bring back? Like a bit of a flower. It was like a twig, wasn't it? He's brought back some thing of rope killing a robot with his bare hands. Right right now, yeah, if they if they fitted out one of those Boston Dynamics robots with like I don't know, they just set it to kill mode. They've probably already invented the kill mode on those things. That thing would tear you limb from limb like a bloody orangutan. It would just rip your arms out of the sockets. The idea that you could take on a robot that is like 17, with 1,700 years of technological advancements, that you could just take it on with your hands. Mike, the time traveller from fucking Canada, you, you, you nonsense peddling monster. Uh, the fact that you could take it on, like, have a tear up, go toe-to-toe, fucking knuckle up with a robot from best part of 2,000 years in the future. You're living in a fucking dream world, pal. He made the claims in an interview with, oh, surprise, surprise, Apex TV, Apex Twin, uh, a YouTube channel which specialises in paranormal activity and bizarre theories that's got nearly 800,000 subscribers. That's 800,000 people mugging you off, Mike. Fucking been to the year 3000. You and fucking pals busted are on there bloody wanking yourselves into oblivion. Anyway, uh, Mike, who is of Greek heritage, was born in France. Lived there until he was 14 before moving to Canada. It was in Canada that he says he began to be interested in science and ended up working at a place called the National Secure Laboratory of Canada uh, at the age of 18, where he was involved in many secret operations and objectives. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. Um, uh, we were doing experiments. Uh, that's a very peculiar accent. With time machine. Um, we were doing experiments with time machine. We sent many groups and single travels to the future. I was also involved in the groups and was travelling with them. We were travelling to random years, but our main target was the year 3700. He says he visited 3700 around 18 times. There were different kinds of robots, some of which were just machines, and others which had an individual artificial intelligence operating system. Some advanced robots had a face and body with a synthetic colour, which he said made them look like a real human. Um... There were also military robots, uh, which were stronger and had weapons, and worked as perfect kill machines. And some robots had a laser gun in place of a hand. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, buddy, 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 buddy. So let, let's say that, you know, in the future, the robots want to wipe out the, the humans. Um, I don't think they're going to probably... They're probably not going to do it. I think it would be very inefficient to do it with sort of robot soldiers. It's just like they're just going to drone everyone, aren't they? Like from a great height, from a great distance. Like when you've got these bloody uh, hypersonic turbo super nukes, like like the Russians have. When the robot Russians have these turbo hypersonic super nukes, like they're not going to be fannying around with some bloody Terminator-looking thing with a laser gun on its hand, because otherwise, fucking mugs like time traveling Mike's going to come along, wrestle it to the ground. And uh, break it up. Well, as Mike claims, Mike, the lying Mike. Uh, he said, "He said in the year three thousand seven hundred, the war began. The war between the human race and artificial creators. Uh, the robots, right? The robots. Just a sentence. It, what? <laughs> uh, the robots who had an artificial intelligence once understood their power. Uh, they understood their dominance above humans and raised above them. They were slaves." but became the leaders. Uh, sounds like a good plot for a sci-fi, sci-fi book that no one would ever read. Uh, the war has been started, the war that kind of nobody else seen before. On September 20, in the year 3700, all robots over the planet started their attack. After the first wave of assault, over 30% of humans were destroyed. They used internet and wireless systems to be connected at once and give attack together. Uh, The only thing that saved the most population of humans is that robots did not get the codes of launching systems of the nuclear rockets. In that case, there would not be a war, but a genocide of the human race. He said the robots wanted to make a new empire, their own generation of artificial beings, and uh, they had a dream to make this planet a place without humans, animals, plants, or any organic creature. Mike said he brought back part of a a robot body from the future, uh, from a robot that he killed with his own fair hands. Uh, It looks like a a bit of um, sort of climbing equipment. Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, that's sort of fashioned into a sort of rudimentary arm. Uh, Anyway, Mike's a liar, I think, is really what we can all um, establish from this. I mean, it's... You know, I can't say that with 100% accuracy, but I'd say as as close to 100% accuracy as it's possible to be in this day and age. Uh, Mike did not go to the year 3700. He did not fight a robot with his bare hands, and he did not bring any of it back. There's no such thing as the National Secure Laboratory of Canada, and Mike is actually just an attention seeker. But fair play to him. He's got himself an article in the mirror, and he's got a video on this Apex TV. Um, Do you have a little... Little, little look-see. Oh, here he is. We'll see you on about.
target was the year 3700. Let me show a sample of robot body that I brought from the future. This man claims to have been to the year 3007. Not much has changed, but they live with robots. Undisclosed location as he told us his story. He showed us what he claims to be actual robot technology from the future. Oh, oh, yeah, he's mugging you off, mate. He's just like, he's just out for a pound note. Can now. Okay, cool. Well, that's that's enough of him. I've I've had enough. Let's play this Rido tune. Yeah, actually, I say that when the robots rise up, that there's going to be, uh, you know, that they're going to just kill everyone with nukes. But of course, by that time, everyone will have a sex robot. And they'll just lop all the peens off in one fail swoop. And just kill all men instantly. It's a terrifying thought, but it's possible. Unless you want to see some absolute fucking pricks, I'd avoid the International Men's Day hashtag on Twitter. Yeah, let's just use today to rag on men. Cool. Yeah, well done you. Oh. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah, that's right, I let it roll. That's a, God, that's a lace listener. No mistake. Right, last to last of the show. Mel B admits she snorted cocaine daily while working on the X Factor. Understandable. Understand. I don't know what I'd have to be on to get through working on fucking X Factor. Jesus Christ. Mel B has confessed to snorting up to six lines of gear a day during her stint as a judge on X Factor. Is that all? Man, in her new autobiography, Brutally Honest. In the book, which has been serialised in The Sun, hooray, the 43-year-old Spice Girl member speaks about not only why she took up the drug, but, drug, but also the attempt to take her own life. Not so much fun. Uh, she opened up about taking nearly 200 painkillers in 2014 as she appeared on the live shows of X Factor and wrote about feeling ugly and detested by the very man who once promised to love and protect me. Man, that's rough. And um, um, Yeah, that's not so much fun. But back to the uh, idea of taking drugs to make X Factor okay. Yep, I think this is, this is a conversation that we need to have. Mel B, real name Melanie Brown, described herself as a set. Oh God, this is really. This, I should read these things before before getting into them. Poor Mel B. So um, she said that I would pray to God to, uh, that I'm sorry for taking cocaine, but please God help me get through this day. Man, that's rough. Uh, it numbed my pain. It it, uh, it lifted me up. It's it's a concern how many people that say like. Had I not been able to fall back onto something like that, I wouldn't have been able to get through the day. God, it's awful. I mean, right. So for today, it's yeah, it's International Men's Day, which for depending on what sort of person you are, is a time to either reflect on the issues that men have in the world. Everyone has their issues. It's not a way. To, it's not about saying, oh, we have more issues than you. Men have more issues than women. Women have more issues than men. Everyone collectively has their issues. Some issues are more individualized. Some are more genre specific. Genre. <laughs> some are more gender specific, and some, I guess, are a bit more genre specific. Maybe all the neurofunk lot have got their own little subset of issues compared to the jump up lot. But it's not about who has more, whose issues are worse, who what. You know, this some sort of a sort of stack of victimhood. It's about how we could all collectively come together to try and help each other solve each other's issues. Like if you went to a friend and said, I've got these problems, would you be able to help me out? And they went, yeah, but only after you've helped me solve my problems first. You'd go, oh, you're a kind of shitty friend. You're not really a friend. You're, yeah, that, this isn't really going to work out. So, you know, if you, you know, if you give out a statistic like men are five times more likely to kill themselves and you go, oh yeah, but women kill themselves too. It's like, okay, well, this isn't happening. Like, we, we need to sort of like look at, Okay, why are the issues that why what are the reasons that men kill themselves? What are the reasons that women kill themselves? And well, let's look at ways that together we can collectively try and solve a problem because it is a problem. It's man, it's rough, and yeah, this is why people fall back onto you know drugs and alcohol in a, in a negative way. Like you can use drugs and alcohol in a positive way to have fun and have interesting experiences to experience things on a deeper level than perhaps you might be able to sober, but also they can of course become a crutch and a way to cope with a reality that lacks meaning a reality that lacks you know community that lacks love and happiness and goodness and yeah it can be a way to paper over the cracks and that's not good i'm thinking maybe later on this afternoon i uh might do a live stream just talk about yeah a sort of men's day live stream to try and I don't know, we can go through some of the statistics, we can have a chat, we can have a back and forth. 
Like, just completely ignore the people that are attempting to hijack this for misandry or the people that are attempting to hijack this for misogyny because, like, there's going to be plenty of women that use today to go to rag on men. There's going to be plenty of men who use today to rag on men. Like, and there's going to be plenty of men that use today to rag on women. And it's... It's not about that. It's not a competition. It's not like we shouldn't be drawing battle lines. We should be, you know, uniting under the flag of being homo sapiens and trying to, you know, trying to better ourselves to better serve others, our friends, our family, our community as a whole. And yeah, because it's just generally because of life, you know, we're all we've, we've all got lives, haven't we? That much we have in common. We're all, you know, actualized human beings. And a lot of problems can't be solved on one's own. So we need a collective good to try and help solve things. And, you know, the reason for having an International Men's Day and an International Women's Day is to give, you know, everyone an opportunity to like, all right, look, let's 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 look at these, let's highlight some of these problems. Okay, 90% of homeless people are men. Why is that happening? Oh, 90-something percent of prison population is men. Why is this happening? What are the factors? What are the mechanisms that cause these problems? Okay, it's international... Women's Day, you know, you look at all the, it, I mean, the myriad of issues that affect women that don't affect men as much. Or, you know, it's it's not a competition. It isn't something that, oh, no, we've worked it out. We've done it. We've worked out that women are the biggest victims. So that's all men's fault. We have to do it. We're like, no, we've got it. We found out that under these conditions, men are the biggest victims. We have to, you know, so let's let's draw our battle lines accordingly. We'll have a gender war and we'll find out who's the best and they'll reign supreme. It's not about that. It's about trying to collectively solve problems as a human issue. But, you know, some problems are more gender-specific than others, which is why we have days like today. So, uh, yeah, I think maybe we'll do a stream later on. Whether or not it's better to do it on YouTube or on Facebook. Facebook probably gets a little bit more reach, but YouTube saves the videos in a more accessible form. Uh, probably do it on uh, probably do it on YouTube. I think that is a better thing. The chat's a bit better, and maybe I'll find someone who can come on on Skype and talk. I think that would be good. Um, but if you have any ideas, do send me a message. Uh, I think probably we'll do the stream at four would be good, and uh, we can all have a chat. And maybe by the end of the stream, we'll have gotten to the bottom of all of these problems and got it all solved and worked out. I reckon about an hour's live stream. That'll sort it out. That'll get rid of all the problems. Then we can all just go go about our daily lives. Anyway, so this is the uh, this is <laughs> this is the end of the show. I'm going to play one more tune. Shout out the VIP list, and uh, then we can all go and try and do some good in this crazy mixed up world. This is Warhead, it's called Think About You, it's a nice bit of gear.
Right, this is last chance shout out of the VIP list. It's a list of bad motherfuckers that are supporting this show and the station as a whole on Patreon. If you're enjoying this and you want it to keep happening, then please uh, consider pledging to us on Patreon. Uh, the list is Nicholas Gonclaus, Tom Ryan, Reese Mosson, Squidgy Beats Parsons, Paulie Hutton, Ciaran R, Michael Kaczynski, Matthew Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Cole Murphy, Sam Howard, Tony J, Richard Patterson, Jack Murphy, Tom Can, Stephen Harris, Matthew Bullard, Zara Pickle, Jerome Van Thunderbutt, Mike Pye, Anthony Walker, and Lily Ansar. Bad, bad motherfuckers. Everyone in the chat just wants to talk about gear. Sure, let's talk about gear. Okay, so here I've got the Akai Professional MPD-18. Uh, it's sort of a USB uh, MIDI controller there as such. Uh, I've got this Stream Deck, which is good for uh, controlling OBS. Um, this is an iPad uh, made by a company called uh, uh, Apple. Uh, this is Studio Live AR-12 USB. Is this the sort of gear chat you're after? <laughs> hey, hey! Lobsters. Yeah, you know it. Right, okay, I'm wrapping up the show here. I'm starting to think that maybe actually I might do the stream on Facebook, um, but wherever I do it, it will be on threshold.fm. And uh, so it's either going to be Facebook or YouTube. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll decide at the time. Cool. I love you all. Be good humans. Be good to each other. Go out and, you know, talk about your issues if you need to. You know, focus on focus on being good. You can do it. I believe in you. Don't let your memes be dreams. Okay, speak to you later. Bye-bye.